Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of the Long Chair Podcast. This is your host, Johnny Weather. I'm in the studio tonight with my brother, Brad. We're going to get rocking. Just two guys chilling out on the chair, talking about America's problems right now. And we are trying to get to some solutions, some holistic answers. I love that holistic liberalism nonsense. It makes me giggle when I say it. Uh, we're going to try to get to some answers, help you out through your day. And let's just all start getting on the same page. America first, people first. It's uh, the people run this government. That's the way it's supposed to be. Got to be pushing back against these politicians. Both sides hit them hard. Let them know we ain't putting up with it anymore. This is the, the people's house. Brad, what you got? AOC. She wants everybody to forget her tweet that she put out there. I believe it was uh, early 2020. Um, I think everybody might have one of those. It's vital. This is what AOC put. Alexandria. Ocasio Cortez. Cortez. This is what she put on her uh, on her Twitter. She put, "It's vital that governors maintain restrictions on businesses until after the November elections, because economic recovery will help Trump be reelected. A few business closures or job losses." is a small price to pay to be free from his presidency. And then she's got in uh, hashtag keep him closed. I, I don't know if I should just start with that's one of the most asinine things I've ever heard or simply go into why this is the most asinine thing I've ever heard her say. <laughs> and she better delete that tweet because clearly you were not a business major. Um, yeah. I have to shed some light on you here. She deleted I said, it, just shed, so you know. Just, oh, good for you. I mean, at least you saved your butt from that sort of humility because, lady, for anybody that doesn't understand this, I'm not trying to insult you, but I am trying to say the basic synopsis here is, is when you regulate business, you slow business down. When you regulate business, you limit the amount of business that could be done because it costs more to do business. When you deregulate businesses, you open the floodgates the more deregulation you do, allowing more entrepreneurs to get into the field and make profits, therefore creating a larger business flow. It is the way to go. Uh, and there is typically a, fl- a fine balance between the two of them. But she's talking, I think, about COVID regulations. And if that's the case, she's dumber than a box of rocks. Because well, I mean, that ain't helping anybody. Maintain restrictions on businesses until Any after November. Uh, just restricting business. I mean, that's what are you yeah, doing? Um, because well, we're trying economic... to contract the economy. Well, and see, it, she understands exactly what you just said is that if they restrict the business or don't restrict the business, then economic recovery will happen. And that will help someone that she doesn't want them to to be helped. So does this tweet tell you where the Democrats come from? I mean, I've always said the end justifies the means, but they're willing to sacrifice your business 
and your job so that they don't have to deal with something that they don't care to deal with. Where I'll tell you end? what, listening well, listening to her tweet here, I feel like I did like a double flip into a triple sow cow in my brain because I'm Ooh, sitting over here going, talented. what? How did you come up with that? I mean, that is Congresswoman Cortez, with respect. If you own the bar that you worked at and the government came in and said, you can't sell these types of liquors or this beer products, limiting you to only a few of them. Do you think that might hinder your business? That's my question for you. Get back to me. Well, and putting regulations on businesses is like uh, not allowing her to have a bar back where she has to go get the beer and go get the ice. And it uh, slows the amount of sales that she can create. Yeah, they can't so, They can't deliver your beer to you anymore, Alexandria. You got to yeah. go pick it up. Uh, go pick it up. <laughs> Well, this is what I'm saying. I mean, you literally got to do mental gymnastics to come up with this. Now, if she's, she, and, and, but the part that screws next- it all up is, is the part that screws it all up is, is she says to keep Trump out of office. And I'm thinking yeah. you want him into office the whole time she's talking. I'm thinking you want him in office. You want him in office. You want him in office. Well, and to I keep just- him out of office, isn't that violating his uh, amendment, first amendment rights? Well, I get her. I get her trying to come up with a strategy, but that strategy is not the the economy has always been the number one election issue. Always will be. Always has been. Um, people want to know how their livelihood's going to go, and there is. I don't think there's a chance in hell of a Democrat winning with inflation where it is right now. Um, I don't care which Democrat runs. Bill Clinton could pull one out here and go, "I'm going to run again," and then everybody would be like, "No." It's not, it's too high. People are not happy. People in California aren't happy driving trucks, putting 120 bucks in gas in it. It just digs into the, everybody, somebody that lives check to check. It's just digging into what they take home and that uh, people take offense to that. And uh, there's no reason why they shouldn't. All right. So your next one is uh, Oregon is eliminating reading, this is disgusting. writing and math graduation standards. Due to what? Uh, Equity. Inequity. Inequity. Absolutely. Yeah. Next five years, high school students in Oregon will not need to perform proficiency tests showing mastery of reading, writing, or math in order to graduate. And this comes as the Oregon Board of Education unanimously voted to extend a pause on the graduation requirement. You should just cut this until 2028. They're citing inefficiency and inequity. Joel Jones going beyond the headlines tonight to find out what this pause will mean for you students. You should just cut this shit right off, man. This is this a is, controversial forget her. one that's facing a lot it's, of pushback. It's and not controversial at all. Lower state standards and cheapen an Oregon diploma. The Oregon Department of Education tells me this policy simply didn't work and disproportionately harms students of color disproportionately harmed no what it what it disproportionately hurt was 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 schools of color because when the when the the kids of color as they like to put it which i don't like that but if they want to call it that i'm just going to use it so we can all be on the same level but if if that's the case if those kids of color didn't have high graduation rates then the school funding drops like a rock sure so the hence there hence here lies the problem so mm-hmm. we have to drop this standard so the school can keep getting paid for doing a shit job educating your kids. 
The bottom line is, parents, I don't care whether you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Native American, it makes no difference to me. If you have a kid in a public school in that state, you need to be up in arms and you need to be firing teachers and start setting standards so these kids can be educated. Because, damn it, parents, it's your fault. You let this happen. It's totally your fault. This is ignorance. And all they're doing it for is so the schools can get paid because the unions want their money, period. And you got to be active in your kids' education. If you're not, this is what happens. Well, they're literally setting the bar at zero so that way the schools can still be funded even though nobody actually has an educational level to graduate. This is it's ridiculous. It's, they talk about barbaric and Stone Age. Here you go. That's what you're creating, a bunch of Neanderthals. What are we doing to our kids? And what kind of kid is going to come out of the school that can't do reading, writing, or arithmetic? Yeah, that's a serious problem. How man, successful man. are they going to be? I have no idea. I mean, these kids, I, I've seen some of these kids that are 10th and 11th grade, and you can barely read their name when they write it. It's, it's incredible. I'm like... Oh, my goodness. We had our name down pat by second grade. We had to do it in cursive and write it. Otherwise, we right. got our hands slapped. Yeah. But you're right. It's dangerous to society. We're yeah. literally Amen. America. Please, if you've never studied Paul Potts, please study this society and what happened. I'm afraid that's what's happening. We're going to have literally a society of an entire generation or even two of them that are completely dumber than a box of rocks, man. They can't fix their stuff, the majority of them. They work dead-end service jobs. They never have a real career path. Therefore, our, our, our intelligence side of our country, our technological advancements drop. And then we end up in a society of Paul Potts's where some idiot takes over and all the dumb people literally take over and wipe out all the smart people and send your country back 150 years. You don't believe me? Read up on it. It's crazy what's happening, Brad. This is a big deal. Well, and why is the answer to lower the standards? Why is it not to get them additional help? That just doesn't make any sense to me at all. How many countries are against Israel right now? I have no idea. I'm going to guess legitimately open about it, three. But numbers probably much, much higher. Did the UN start this process a long time ago? Let's take a listen. 100%. says the UN uh, General Assembly passed resolutions condemning Israel, approximately. Uh, in the year 2022, there were 15 resolutions uh, on Israel. Uh, there was one on Iran, one on Syria, one on North Korea, and 15 on Israel. There have been hundreds over. Hundreds. Uh, yeah. Hundreds, yeah, and and every year probably at least double digits, right? Yes, sir. Okay, and how many uh, against the Palestinian Authority? The Palestinian Authority is never condemned. At never. The nations, no. In 2022, and he as he said years before that, there were double digit against the Israelis. Yeah, sounds a little one sided. They've condemned them 15 times in 2022. Iran once and Syria once. And I, I say that I know everybody heard it, but I say that again because I just want those numbers to sink in. Israel, 15. Iran, who wants to kill other people, one. Syria, who has support of, the, uh, of ISIS, one. 
And the Palestinian Authority has never been condemned. And yet they call for the outright death of the Jewish people. Which is a trip, which is totally a trip, considering they're the group of people that basically made Israel. So they've made them, but the entire, it goes back to the UNBS. Dollars, dollars and cents, baby. Everything's dollars and cents. (laughs) Follow the money. It's dollars and cents. Follow the money. (laughs) I just, you look at the situation, you say, you guys created them, and now you don't even back them up or, you know, work with them, and you expect the United States to do everything. Yeah, that's that shouldn't be the way it is. You and I have talked about this. How much money do we does the U.S. throw in the United Nations and then do the other people meet the requirements that they're supposed to put in? Nope, they still haven't close. Trump tried some countries don't even pay in. Nope. Some of them don't even pay in. They just get the beautiful protection of the U.N. and that's it. And those are usually countries where we put bases in. Well, and then they yell at us for being the police of the world. Yeah. They asked for us to put the money in to be the police of the world. So <laughs> that's uh, amazing. Amazing. It is amazing. And and we Americans don't want to be the police of the world. We no. we are starting to realize how much money we could have back every year instead of all these ridiculous taxes that we pay if our government would just get its head out of every other country. <laughs> Amen. I guess I've never even looked at the the UN condemns people. I did not I did not think about that. I guess I look I think of myself as as a bright person, but man, I never even thought that the UN would condemn countries. I mean, you're well, the I, United Nations. If you're condemning people, how do you expect them to want to be united with you? Well, if you're also condemning them, what are you doing? Is that your strongly worded letter? What do you what do you do about that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got a big bark, but where's your bite? Well, oh, that's I, right. Your bite isn't until the U.S. gets involved. And that's what irritates me. That's what irritates sure. almost yep. many, many, if not all Americans, it irritates them, the majority of us. And I realize that the U.N. is condemning countries for things that they may do, like in Africa, when, um, you know, a, uh, one of those dictator takes over and they cause mass deaths by, you know, taking over the country. I get that they're condemning them for that. So I understand why they're doing the condemnations. I just, I guess I never thought that they would do it to a peaceful country. You know, what would be interesting is how many times have they condemned the U.S.? I'm not sure. I'm curious. Would, Probably zero. Google Follow me Follow the that. money. Yeah. Well, there you go. Follow, Follow the, the money. money. What's blowing me away is that this next video she comes up with a statistic that I would have never in my life thought it related to um, a man and a woman being married. But uh, have a listen to what uh, she has to say here. I could not resist. So I had to look it up from the Office of National Statistics from a 2019 study. In ever increasing numbers, we are now at a lesbian divorce rate of 72 percent. So the top four reasons that they are reporting getting divorced is feeling ignored inequality in the partnership, adultery, and domestic violence. Personally, I feel like this lends some weight to men's arguments and complaints about how women are behaving in relationships. Because when you have lesbian statistic, lesbian divorce statistics that look like that, the girls are kind of telling on themselves. Whoa, those are right? some pretty high stats. Now, that goes that's... back to that kind of suicide rate of a transgender stat. That's pretty damn high too. And I would have never looked at the man and woman relationship from the view of a lesbian divorce stat. I would have never looked at it that way. 
but it does kind of tell you, it does kind of tell you how women um, in a lesbian relationship, uh, they, they have the same concerns that people have in, in other relationships. But shockingly, I, I would never have expected, um, uh, you know, violence or anything like that. You would. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hang on. I'm sorry. Gymnastics again. Bear with me. Did you say that you would have never expected violence from a, a lesbian relationship in which typically one of them is pretending to be a man with a vagina? Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure I was laughing at you correctly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I'm, maybe... I'm laughing because. I mean, listen, two gay guys, domestics, maybe, maybe if people hear them screaming loud enough or pots and pans flying, but two females, it's on. I mean, it's like MMA. They're not throwing pots and pans. Hammers are going through walls. You understand what I'm saying? We need to call a carpenter when all this is done. Okay. We might need some new kitchen cabinets. Stuff needs to be redone. Yeah, we're definitely going to need a microwave. Honey, uh, countertop's got a gash in it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 that's why I'm laughing. I'm sorry. Did like you? I said, I, I've, I've known plenty of gay guys, and their fights are hilarious. Did you catch <laughs> the four things that they've complained about? Well, the four things they complained about are basically all typical relationship issues. Well, let's see if we can hear it those again. It doesn't matter. I thought it was interesting. It didn't matter. 72%. So the top four reasons that they are reporting getting divorced is feeling ignored. Yep, that one that one happens in a regular man That's and woman relationship, one. right? <laughs> yeah, does the guy just put up with it, or, or does the woman just put up with it, or what? The right. second one is inequality in the partnership. Inequality, uh, okay, that's normal. But it, it it's a lesbian relationship. How can there be inequality? They're both female. They're both because one is a man, dude. One is pretending to be something. Hey, man, don't you remember Tropic Thunder? Something like I'm just a dude pretending to be a dude playing another dude, or something like that. Okay, there you yeah. go. There you go. There you go. All right, third one. Adultery. And- Adultery. Adultery. Okay, that that happens. Um. That's interesting. It's in every relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And the last one. Domestic violence. See, domestic violence. I would not have guessed that. I mean, oh, I would have. <laughs> you, you, that, that woman that is identifying as a man, she's living the life that she was meant to live. You can't stop her. What does she have to be, or he have to be violent about? Hey man, that's like when you're betting and you're gambling and you see a odds on something and you're like four to one. Gosh, you think that would be like 21. No, that's one of those. It's four to one because it's right in the wheelhouse. Listen, have you have you ever gotten into a spout with one of them? Like just a disagreement in a grocery store or anything? Bro, it's yeah. shoemaker time. I, I would rather have a, a, a potential confrontation with a black woman in a grocery store. At least I know her and I are going to get along, man. But it trips me out with, with the lesbian ladies because... Dude, they will bite your head off. And you know what I'm talking about. You'd be up in there, this is my milk, mother. My milk. And you're like, um, your milk. Yes, yes, these are your. Did you need these eggs from my cart too? <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to shock you. This is going to rock your world. You are going to be so astounded 
with this. Some news from the pharmaceutical world. Pfizer announced on Friday the 13th that the mRNA technology from the COVID-19 vaccine causes pericarditis and myocarditis. Myocarditis, if you don't know, is inflammation of the heart, which restricts blood flow. Very, very rare condition before the rollout of the vaccines. Now, not so rare. On some totally unrelated news, in March 2022, Pfizer bought a company called Arena Pharmaceuticals for $6.7 billion, who are creating drugs to treat pericarditis and myocarditis. Did so that Pfizer just made a you? drug? Yep. No, not at all. Pfizer simply did oh, what they you're normally shocked. do. You're no, shocked. they're just, they're, listen, they're a business making money here. I'm going to sarcastically, and I mean that to all my <laughs> beloved fans, I am going to sarcastically pick on Pfizer here, but defend them as, as a joke. But, but listen, if they don't have, if they don't have the next product line up, how are you going to make money? I mean, if I don't, if I get the COVID, which the government allowed me to make the COVID, so I get the COVID out there. And now when I give them the vaccine for the COVID, I give them this myocarditis, which used to be something rare, but is something that is now not rare. And now I'm creating the vaccine for myocarditis. That means everybody who got the boosters and the test got to go in now to get the myo shot and get the old carditis booster. And they're going to make a lot more money. This is just simply like building an iPhone supply chain. You already got the iPhone 17 ready to go, but we're only working on 15 at the moment. 16's already in the box, baby. It's already in the box. 17's at the factory. 18's getting put into, getting started behind it. And 19's already been designed. That's what Pfizer's doing here. So what you think, what you're saying is, is there's going to be a vaccine for the vaccination of the myocarditis, which yes. is the vaccination for the COVID. Yes, yes. It's combination <laughs> domino vaccines. It keeps them rolling because you know what? The next generation's going to need them, Brad. And that's the problem here. That and again, you love the sarcasm for all my fans because Johnson and Johnson, Pfizer, Moderna, you're all a piece of shit. Honestly, your company should have been shut down long ago. And what you've done to people over the history of time, especially Jay and Jay, you're the biggest murderous corporation in the history of the world. Um, honestly. Well, so much for them sponsoring our show. Well, yeah, yeah oh, I know. Like, I want sponsorship from people like that. I want a Pfizer's gone. Companies. Good. <laughs> Jay and Jay's gone. You think I would ever agree to that, anyways? <laughs> Never. <laughs> I have principles, uh, damn it. <laughs> All right, well, let's see what this... This is related to when I went through the Biden information. This is related to... Biden. Everything primetime has been saying about the FBI and the Biden family has just been confirmed. For years, we've told you the FBI knew everything the Bidens were up to. The cash, the Chinese diamonds, American policy for sale. Not only was Biden blackmailing other countries and other countries blackmailing him, but the FBI was blackmailing Biden. <laughs> Senator Chuck Grassley just announced that the Federal Bureau of Investigation has had 40 informants inside the Biden family for the last 15 years. What does that mean? It's exactly what you think. 40 FBI informants, going back to the time Joe Biden was vice president, have been providing criminal information to FBI field offices throughout the country. 40 FBI informants 
have been feeding the Bureau exactly what Joe Biden, James Biden, and Hunter Biden have been doing all over the world. Primetime isn't sure the FBI had this many informants working on the Trump campaign. So what does it mean that the FBI has had the Biden family wired? And what does it mean that the FBI hasn't done a thing? Well, it tells me that the FBI knows all of the president's dirty laundry and is blackmailing them. So I had, I had uh, seen the uh, article. And I can't then believe I, this. And then I also saw the video, and I thought that that would validate us going through that uh, that other article. Because it was just too good. Isn't that it was that too good. Jesse Waters? Yeah, and it was just too good. It came up at the same time that I was looking at that article. So I was like, oh, man, this is just handed to me here. So... Yeah. I can't believe that Jesse Waters actually said that because you know me. I don't watch any of this crap. I am a real person. I only find real news. I don't pay attention to Fox Trap News. I don't pay attention to CNN, the Commie News Network. I don't pay attention to the you know the MSNBCs. None of them. None of them. So, so much for Fox this News guy, sponsoring us. Well, so much for CNN it, sponsoring us. We're just oh, getting rid of spo- potential no, sponsors no, you, all the you, way. You here. can get rid of them. You can you can have them. But but what I'm saying here is is I'm surprised that he's actually saying this. What news station is this guy with? I, I assume it's Fox. It I is. just know his face. Oh, it is yep. Fox. Okay. Yep. Well, I mean, I'm happy that he's. They're actually admitting this. I mean, it's either it's either that blackmail. Or they're flat out covering for him because they're involved in something that maybe he knows. I mean, I don't know, but it is sad at this stage in the game. And by the way, it goes back to the very beginning when I said that the uh, the Republicans are inept. They are incapable of incapable. doing this. Inept. They are. They're just, I don't want to use the R word, but I'm thinking it. I'm okay. thinking it. If you know the R word. Do you know the R word? Yeah, Unicorn loves it. Romney? No. Try again. Although the he's the R word. You were once the <laughs> party's nominee, and now you're a pariah in the Republican Party. Yeah, that's that's saying it in a gentle way. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, no question. I don't really have a home in my party. I come from a tradition of you know, Ronald Reagan and George Herbert Walker Bush, and George W. Bush, and John McCain. Those are the people that have shaped our party anti-Putin, anti-Russia, anti-authoritarians, anti-Kim Jong-un, character counts. The character of our leaders makes a difference and it shapes the character of our country. That's the party I've come from. And I don't recognize that in the great majority of our party today. And, uh, and that, for me, is very troubling. This is Romney's first interview since announcing he would not seek re-election. I think it's time for guys like me to get out of the way and have people in the next generation step forward because they're going to be shaping the world they're going to be living in. Without having to worry about how voters will see him, he's now concerned about how history views his legacy. That's why he participated in a new biography by McKay Coppins, published by Scribner, part of CBS parent company Paramount Global. The book is revealing, with unvarnished opinions and stories of what happens behind closed doors in the famously clubby United States Senate. Yeah, well, Man. you know, do, do you think years back, years back, I reported on a, um, I reported on Burisma, what, eight, nine years ago. It's been a long time. This Burisma thing's been going on a lot longer than people know. Right. And I think it was, I think it was about eight years ago or so I reported on it. And they said, 
uh, and they there was a thing about all the people involved in the money that went to Burisma and all the people that were involved, politicians that had either their children or basically it was their kids for the most part. Most of them, it was their kids who were executive on board members over there. And I was reporting on it because of Hunter Biden and Burisma. But there were other companies over there in which their kids were board members. And I remember one in particular with a guy named, the guy's name was Mitt Romney. And Mitt Romney, he had some sort of relative or a child that was on a board or something like that over there. It was some sort of connection with him in Ukraine and making a lot, a lot of money. Now, don't you think it's unique and the timing is ironic that Mitt Romney decides he's no longer going to run for the Senate at the same time, there's pretty much no more money laundering. I mean, as long as we stop giving Ukraine money, there's no more money laundering going through Ukraine. I just, I find it just amazing, the, the fascinating and amazing, the timing of these actions. Here's a guy that's, what is, what is he, how many, how many terms has Mitt been a senator now? Oh, good Do we Lord. know? No. I, too many? But why now? Is that, the, is that the right answer? Yeah, but I mean, it's just, but why now, Mitt? I mean, why all of a sudden now? It's just, oh, it's not the same party anymore? Really? It sure looks like the Uniparty. I mean, three years can't get, you know, Joe Biden impeached with a mountain of evidence, but whatever. Can't go after the FBI for three years, mountain of evidence, whatever. Can't go after the DJ, DOJ for three years, mountain of evidence, whatever. Hmm. You know, so you... You, you, you got to ask yourself the question, why? And I love to say that, right? You got to ask yourself, why would Mitt do that? And the only answer that really makes sense is there's just no more money laundering going through Ukraine anymore. Mitt's probably going to make more money now becoming a lobbyist. You think so? Well, either that or he just retires and takes bribes for influence. But the big days, the big paydays are done with Ukraine. I mean, have you noticed the fall of Hillary Clinton and all these people that were tied to Ukraine since Ukraine got blown up? There's a lot of wealth lost among some of these people. Mitt Romney was in Massachusetts? Yeah. He was the senator of Massachusetts. Yeah. He's been the senator of Utah since 2019. Mm -hmm. But how long a senator in Massachusetts? 1994. There you go. So you're talking about a guy who's a four-time senator? He won 82% to 18% over the next Republican. Now, why would a guy like that who wins by 80% of the vote, why does he just walk away? I don't know. He ran for governor. He was unopposed in 2002. He had 100% of the vote, quote-unquote. When nobody runs against you, do you really have 100% of the vote? And in Utah, he won 71 to 28. So, I mean, you know, it's he's been doing it a long time. And he said that Reagan and, and um, the Bushes uh, formed uh, our party. And and yet he turned his back on this party. The, the Reagans and the Bushes never turned their back on this party. So I'm kind of um, a little irritated with Mr. Romney. I think I should switch places with him. I'll get up off the long chair. Mr. Romney, you can have a seat. I think Johnny Weather wants to have a conversation with you. So we'll uh, end the session with Johnny going after Mitt Romney and uh, see what he has to say next You're time. You're funny. <laughs> I got nothing Go get against him, Johnny. Mitt like that. Go get him. Go get him. Go get him. Get Come him. on, Romney. You're killing me, Romney. Come on, Mitt. 
Moved from Massachusetts to Utah. Who I'd love that? to throw. A, I'd love to throw a baseball into that mitt. Where did that come from? Hey, this is Captain Morgan. Hey, this is Bradley Weather. Hey, this is Johnny Weather. I know you want to listen to us every second of every day. That's why, because I've got the best prescriptions for you. That is why we made it easy for you to find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course, Radio Public. Because you know life just ain't right without a good government. Granted by we the people. And we're like a dog show. Best in class, baby. I got a call full of girls and it's going real sway. The next stop is the east side motel. Burning, going down, burning, going down, chasing.